0: Christian parenting. Hey sweet friends, welcome to the Love Where You Are podcast hosted by Summer Colbert. In this episode, we are talking about being purpose-fooled, chasing the extraordinary instead of the mundane that God has us in. Joined in this conversation is the author of the book, Purpose Fooled, Kelly Needham. Kelly is a busy mom of five and the author of many books. And today she shares with Summer how important it is to make God the center of our purpose and not the things we do. Are you ready? Let's dive in.
1: Welcome back, sweet friends, to the Love Where You Are podcast. I'm so grateful, as always, that you are choosing to spend the next few moments with us. And I'm really, really excited for today's conversation. And my new friend, author Kelly Needham, we are talking to her today about her latest project, Purpose Fooled, Why Chasing Your Dreams, Finding Your Calling, and Reaching for Greatness Will Never Be Enough. I love it. Kelly, welcome. I'm excited. Thanks so much, Summer, for having me. (laughs) Yes, it's going to be so good. I mean, this topic we were talking before we hit uh, record on our conversation today, is just so fitting personally for my season of life. And I really feel confident that your message is going to minister to a lot of hearts today. And so we never know where the Lord is going to have us. And, but he was setting you up to be able to share this really valuable message because it's true this, no matter where you find yourself in life right now, it can be such a struggle to get tossed around by these messages that are telling us to chase our dreams, do big things make an impact and you're like well I swept up Cheerios today like that's got to matter account for something right because it's true for us as adults and then for most of us who are listening we're parents and so now we're trying to help our kids navigate this entirely new world where information is everywhere and messages are like absolutely beating them over the head from every direction right and they're beating us over the head so we're trying to maintain our own sanity and then help guide our kids through all of this and this messaging and and I think about you know there's certain times of the year maybe even where it's really really highlighted like first of the year What's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's a season where you're like, I am literally doing nothing with my life. What is my life, you know, in Mm -hmm. comparison to all those things. And so as we're going to talk about today, ultimately without the right mindset, this question of purpose creates tremendous pressure that can truly affect our ability to be present and mm-hmm. to find joy and contentment in the day-to-day and the the meaning of the show, love where you are, love where mm-hmm. God has you and what he has for you in this moment. And so I want to unpack so much of this a little bit at a time because we've got, I mean, there's just so much that we could speak to today in, in our next few moments, but let's just lead off with the condition of our hearts and and how that affects our mindsets. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, really what it is in us innately that causes us to either compare or seek that extraordinary in our lives.
2: Yeah. Well, I think extraordinary activities have always been attractive to us. I mean, you no. see it in the Tower of Babel, right? Genesis, early on in the book of Genesis, the people are like, yeah. let's build a tower to heaven and make a name for ourselves. It's like, what right. can we do? What can my hands do, my skills do that can give me some level of remembrance, notoriety? um, That's always attractive to us. Uh, It gives us a sense of identity, a sense of value. Um, It gives us, uh, as a Christian, I think one of the other things we feel is it gives us a way to like fight back against the evil we feel in the world. Like we're very aware now more than ever of just sex trafficking and poverty and so many huge weighty things. And so sweeping right. up Cheerios doesn't really seem to help that. Like, how, yeah. how is that doing that? So big, extraordinary things kind of give us an outlet to fight back against what we see. And it tends to have yeah. immediate results, those big things. You know, um, again, the pres- being present with your kids over the course of their childhood has a massive impact, right. but you won't see the fruit of it for decades. That's but right. doing a cool big thing, you can see the fruit right now. I can post it, and ding, 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 ding. It's like the likes yep. are coming in, and I, I feel a sense of, oh, the results. So it's not a new temptation. It's not a new struggle, but uh, it's taking on a different form, and we've got to be just aware of how that kind of draws us away from the obedience right in front of us, yeah, um, because it's it's there today, just in with new new clothes on. <laughs>
1: That's a great point. You're right because it might seem new and flashy, and like it's this this whole big struggle that's just now been introduced into humanity within the last several years. But you're right. Back as soon as sin was introduced in the world, all of a sudden we decided that we wanted to build our own kingdoms and that's and try to steal the glory away from God. And it's really hard, you know, because you can mask it and think, oh, well, you know, I'm building a social media platform because I'm helping people. But if our mindset really is about building our own kingdom, or we get caught up in that. I mean, that is just recipe for downfall to say the least. And so let's talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit more of just, we understand that, that sin struggle and then that balancing that with that desire really to want to do good in the world. But let's talk about where this can go wrong and become unhealthy.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, something that's underlying this whole conversation, what we're saying right now is who is, who's the savior? Yeah. That's really the question bubbling under the surface, and I think when right. I feel the pressure to do certain things to make a difference in the world, I see myself as the agent of change. <laughs> I yeah. am the agent of change that it needs to get out there. Now, of course, there's nuance to this. We know that when God saves us, he sends us. We see that. We are not just to be saved and sit there, but that's not the swing. current pendulum swing we're facing right now. Um, we want to get out there and get our hands dirty and do something. Right. But we can mistakenly believe that the transformation the world needs is going to come through our activities. We see ourselves yes. sometimes as the main character in this redemptive narrative. And that puts that's part of what puts the pressure on us, is we feel a sense of, there's so much brokenness out there. There's something I can do. How could I take a day off? Yeah, God told me to Sabbath, but like I can't actually do that because there are people in need around me. It's like, yeah. no, God is the main character in this story. He is the one who is doing impressive things, which means I'm now free to have unimpressive days, weeks, years, months. Uh, I'm now free to rest and fully devote myself to him and be at his disposal because he's the savior. I just want to be a submissive tool to him. And that means some seasons he's going to direct me out to doing a lot of things and some seasons he's going to pull me back. And I can rest knowing I'm not the main character here. I'm not the central figure in even my own life story. He is. That is so so good. I mean, we get in the conversation
1: right there and just leave it with a mic drop, honestly, because that's the whole point of the conversation. Because we we do we spin our wheels and we exhaust ourselves, and even praying and asking Him, God, what's my purpose? God, what can I do? And He's like, I'm right here and I've got this and I've that's got right. you and and my word is clear. And if if God wants us to know something, He's going to make sure we know it, right, that's Kelly? Right. I'm like, we're not going to miss it, and especially mm-hmm. if we are seeking and attuning our hearts, and so. You know, with that because I, I see that so much with women, we do we care so much and so deeply, and and I will be the first one to confess. Like I, I love so fiercely that I become too fierce, and <laughs> and I do. I can get distracted and I can be derailed with all of the things because you do. I, I'm definitely like justice warrior. I'm like this is right, this is wrong. But you know, yeah. I want to do all the things, and yet my kids are sitting right here and they're just in need of my presence and my love and my affection, my guidance. And mm-hmm. and that just you know pertains to parenting. There might be other things that God is calling us to, but the point being, if we're spinning our wheels, we are wasting precious air in our lungs mm-hmm. and energy in our bodies that we could be devoting to what God has for us right now. And so that's a big part of what we're talking about today. And so, you know, with that, I feel like we just need to kind of pull the reins back. Like you've totally, you've blown it wide open, which I love. I, It's like a spiritual gut punch. I'm like, yes. But now, where do we go from here? That you've blown the lid off of it. Like, there's no dark corners we can hide in. This is where we're supposed to be. This is the mindset we're supposed to be operating from. So, what steps can we take, Kelly, to get back on track when it comes to being present, hearing the Lord, and seeking out and understanding what our purpose is right now?
2: Right. Well, that's the question of the hour, right? What is our purpose? Um, And culturally, I think as soon as you attach your purpose to a particular set of activities, you're always, always going to struggle with what we were talking yeah. about. If yeah. I was created to be an author, then I'm always going to be driven by writing. That will be my Lord. That will be right. what controls and narrates my decision-making. Yeah. Um, if I'm called, if I, if I see my purpose as mother, right? The same thing. What happens when God sets something non-mothering in front of me or my kids graduate and leave the house? Now what? Um, anything that I put in that category, my purpose is blank. If it is a verb that I do, I'm going to struggle. But I think the scriptures, if we really look at them, say something very simple that's hiding in plain sight, which is your purpose is a person. Your purpose is God. We are made right. for him, by him, through him. That's why we exist. We exist for a noun. And if I exist for him, then I'm now free to let him be Lord. Him uh, rearrange my days. Him uh, be the one that I follow. I don't need to follow my passions or my giftings, not that they're not important to pay attention to and steward, but they're not my Lord. They're not the driving engine. Um, I am right. following a man. You know, Jesus on earth, he looks at people and does he doesn't look at Peter and say, Peter, use all that passion for my name. He just says, follow me. And of course, yeah. Peter is going to use all that passion that he has in him. He doesn't look at people and tell them, okay, go gather all the resources you have and make sure you, you have them for me. He just calls them leave everything. Follow yeah. me. Just walk with me. Or I think about Hebrews 12. This uh, It's one of my favorite uh, verses, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Run the race that is set before you. Not the race you want to run, not the race you picked for yourself, the race that's set before you with your eyes fixed on Christ, just as he did. And that frees me then to embrace all sorts of days. If it's a day where I wrote a book, awesome. If it's a day where I cleaned up Cheerios, awesome. That's what was set before me to do. And I do it with my eyes fixed on my true purpose, which is Christ. I exist for him. When that's firm, that's where it starts for me. I, I know that's very in the clouds and theoretical, but if I don't have that straight in my heart and my mind, everything yeah. goes awry from there. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with that because we do there's so much that could fill
1: our day and and mm-hmm. so much that is tugging at us for our energy and our attention. And so we do. We we talk about that a lot on the show of just posturing ourselves and, and trying to start our day to posture ourselves with that exact mindset of just Lord, I want to know you. You are what I'm pursuing today and from that what, what is the overflow of that? Mm -hmm. And, and it's always going to be a healthy overflow when that is our posture, when that is our mindset. And I'm thinking through, you know, we've, we've kind of been talking about those who are just really seeking and and they're just desperate to know their purpose or they're spinning their wheels or maybe distracted by it. But let's talk for a moment about the listener who is like, okay, I'm in it. Like I, I know what God has me doing right now. And it's wearing me down because I'm just going, 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 because the need is great, because the demands are high, um, whether that's a certain vocation or a ministry or just a season of life. And and our listeners just exhausted. And I can say that I've been recently in that season and maybe still just a little bit in it with all of the plates that I have spinning. And so how would you speak to today's host Mm -hmm. and today's listeners, (laughs) uh, but when they're just exhausted
2: and we just want to quit sometimes? Well, there are just some seasons that are more full than others, right? So um, that's one of the hard things about life. It's not as predictable and controllable as we'd like to believe. There's just – you can't predict when you're going to – you have a baby and you just happen to have a colicky baby who doesn't sleep, right? There's just some seasons that get thrown on you that are exhausting. And if that's normative, though, there's a problem, right? If you look back at the whole of your life and go, I'm always exhausted and – Just struggling through life, there's maybe a bigger question to ask. So some seasons are unavoidable in that. But I think, you know, one thing that's helped me is if my purpose is a person um, and I look at what that person has dictated for my life, he doesn't start with helping others. He looks at me and says, command number one, job number one, love me with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength then mm-hmm. you can love your neighbor as yourself. But what I tend to do and what I think most of us tend to do is go, great, God, I'm living for you. I'm going to like l- do a big leap over that love you. I'll get to that later when I have time because that's kind of a privilege to sit around and like spend time with you. But I'm mm-hmm. going to love my neighbor with all my heart and with all my soul and with my mind. With all- And we give all this weight and energy to caring for people around us. Yeah. And we've spent no time with God. And I know that's hard. I'm living it. I have five kids. One's a nine-month-old, you know, so the the fighting for time with God is really hard. But he's first looked at us and said, job number one is know me. That means yeah. uh, if I want to live up to my true potential and my true purpose, then I get to give my life and my time first to knowing before doing, that I'm now given permission. I'm now free to, quote, unquote, waste my time with Jesus, getting to know him, even when other things go undone, because he's my Lord. And he looked at me and said, you do that first. Then you can yeah. get to knowing other people. And that has created uh, for me a sustainable life of serving when I'm fighting for that time, which is restorative. And because it's restorative, we tend to feel like we don't have permission to do it, as if like it is a privilege, like, I, I shouldn't be able to have this time until I get everything done. It's like, no, you should leave the kitchen a mess. You should leave the emails unresponded to. And you should stay in your PJs if you need to and talk to God because it is command number one, order of the day number one. And when that stays in place for me, gosh, everything else tends to work better. But I have to recalibrate my mind daily. I just, I don't believe it every day. I keep thinking one day it'll click and it doesn't. So like every day I'm telling myself, Kelly, this is more important. Chill out, sit down, spend time with him. It's who you're made for.
0: If we want our kids to develop a lasting faith, we need to be teaching them about Jesus in the home. Parents are so important in raising kids to know, love, and follow Jesus, but it's hard to know where to start. There is a lot of amazing content out there, so Christian Parenting did all the hard work by sorting and filtering it all for you and put it together as a resource to help you navigate it all. Discipleship Simplified is a digital guide that includes some of the best articles, podcasts, and videos on topics like faith at home, reading the Bible, theology, prayer, church and worship, and character. You will also find conversation guides and discussion starters, even scripts to use with your kids. So if you've ever wondered, what do I say when my kid doesn't want to go to church? Discipleship Simplified has a script for that. Or if you want to know how to weave scripture and conversations about faith into your everyday life, Discipleship Simplified has ideas for that too. Since the guide is digital, you can download it straight to your phone or computer and search through resources whenever you need. I know this guide will be helpful every time you have a question about discipling your kids. You can go to www.cpgive.org to download your copy for just $5. That's the best of the best resources from top Christian parenting contributors for just $5. And you can go to cpgive.org or click the link in the description below. Now, let's get back to the conversation.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And I really appreciate the fact that you share that, like, I recalibrate every day. This is not something that's like a one and done lesson where I'm like, oh, check that off the box. And I get it now, Lord. And now I'm just going to thrive through my days. And and that's going to be a lesson learned. But no, it is true because there are so many things That tug at us. And we're, listen, we're just, that's why the Bible refers to us as sheep. We forget we wander, you know, we do dumb things and we do, we just allow other things to distract us. And, you know, you alluded to social media being one of the biggest culprits of that distraction and the comparison Mm -hmm. struggle and all those different things. And, and it really does lead to something we talk about a lot on the show, which is this value system that is placed on how we spend our time. And so you talking about Mm -hmm. leaving things undone and leaving things unread and, and that being okay, because ultimately we are taking that 30,000 foot view perspective Mm -hmm. of the rest of it really doesn't matter Because it truly Mm -hmm. is about knowing the Father and then Mm -hmm. just being those willing vessels. Like we said just a moment ago, God's going to let us know what we're supposed to be doing. Mm
0: -hmm. And so there
1: is that healthy balance. And so through all of that and everything that we've talked about up until this point, Mm -hmm. Kelly, let's introduce parenting to the mix. Because (laughs) we as adults, you know, here we are in 30s and 40s and, and 50s for some of our listeners. We're just trying to nail this down for ourselves. And then we've got these little people that are watching us. Mm-hmm. And they are seeing life through our lenses and the way that we're responding to life around us and the comparison struggle and all the things. And so what advice do you have for us as parents to help not only ourselves, but our kids stay grounded in reality and truth of God's word and everything that you've shared today, which has been so fantastic. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? while also not squashing their dreams. Because, right, kids are imaginative and they're like, I want to be a pro football player. And I'm like, well, you're three foot two right now. So that's probably not going to work. You know, or whatever that might look like. What does that balance look like? What advice do you have for parents today?
2: Yeah. Well, I do think it always starts with putting on your own oxygen mask first, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, if I can't, uh, if I am just so depleted, I don't have barely any energy. It's like, I need to sit with Jesus. And even though I'm not thinking at all about my kid at that point, I'm still modeling for them something. They're watching mom go, at the end of the day, mom needs time with Jesus to thrive. And they'll learn, oh, when things are off in my life, I need time with Jesus. You might not be explicitly teaching it to them. I don't even think that's necessary. Kids, they become little mimickers of what you do. Yeah. And so God, I think, gives us permission in those the way he ordered the commands. First love me, then others. then in your neighbors yourself. Our children are in some ways our first little neighbors. Right. We're still called to wake up and first think about God, not our children. Good. Of course we have to feed them. We don't have to feed God. So the crying baby is like, okay. But, you know, I have so many goals and aspirations as a parent, so many things I want to teach them, so many books I want to read about parenting. I want to give them this life skill and read them this biography. And honestly, I have to die to a lot of that, a lot, because I can't do all that and love God. And and, and love God really in in a true way, like have a deep abiding relationship with him. So just as a way, again, I'm trying to daily go, I just need to love God, and that is doing something for my kids. But after I do that, I think even how I talk – and how we talk about uh, what matters is one of the biggest ways that we can shape uh, this concept for our kids. Uh, let me give you yeah. an example. Um, we we regularly get our house cleaned because I can't do it all. So uh, that's just something that we've decided is going to fall into our budget so that we can, I can love God and be a mom and not die in all the tasks. <laughs> so. Great. We've had a company that comes, you know, once a month, twice a month sometimes. And these sweet women will help me keep my house clean. And I will talk to my kids and say, guys, do you see what they're doing? They're doing such an important job. Like they are willingly saying yes to a job that maybe isn't their favorite because it, and they're doing it with excellence. And that yeah. honors Jesus. When we work hard at whatever set before us for his glory, as if we're working for him, not for others. And they do that. And they're trustworthy and kind. And. God loves that. So I would talk so highly about them, so much so that my, one of my daughters, when she was like five or six, someone asked her, What do you want to be when you grow up? She said, I want to be a house cleaner. And I, I remember, remember this it. moment happening in public and I was like, Ooh, you know, what does that, what are people going to think of me? That was my first thought because let's be honest, yeah. we all care about that too much. Oh, yeah. But I loved it because what I'm speaking highly of, What I'm saying matters, what I'm saying is important. They're internalizing and going, I want to do important things. And they should. We should want to do important things. But if the only things we celebrate and make much of are very big, visible, splashy things, then that's what our kids are gonna chase. And it's not that we don't we want them to dream lesser dreams. I want them to dream about important things that heaven gets excited about. What is God excited about? What is he peering over heaven down onto the activities on the earth and looking at and going, that is awesome. That's exciting. I want to talk like that. And that may mean that I'm pointing out not only the person who wrote a book or preached on stage, I do point those things out, but I'm also pointing out, guys, Look at this guy who delivered our trash today. We get our trashmen Christmas gifts, and it's a chance to say our neighborhood could not function without these men getting up early, day after day. How important is that? Can't we be so thankful that we don't have to drive our trash to the dump? Someone else did it for us. Man, what a gift. We thank God for them. So I'm trying to celebrate all different types of vocations, um, all different types of activities, and elevate them to the weighty place they deserve. And I just think that's a day in, day out rhythm that's helped me just help my kids see a broader vision for their lives than just maybe I want to be a YouTube star, which is statistically the answer most children are giving right now for what they want to be when they grow up is an influencer or a YouTube channel, you know, host. And yeah, because what they're seeing, I have to help them see differently. And um, that's just starts with my conversation with them as we go. Yes,
1: oh that's great advice. And and that's a really good point. And such a perfect example of keeping them grounded and all of that and the things that really do matter. And, and so that really, it, it blows that value system out the window, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of this job is more valuable than this, because you're right. We would all, I mean, if we didn't have plumbers, if we didn't have, That's you know, right. people picking up our trash, if we didn't have the ability to, you know, uh, to have our houses clean, just all the different things. It, there's so much value to that and to celebrate. And, and what does scripture say? Do everything as unto the Lord because right. that, that can be an act of worship. And so I love that idea of, you know, teaching our kids, you know, what is it that God has gifted you in? What is it that you're passionate mm-hmm. about that you can also serve the Lord? in? and how can you that's serve right. the Lord? It might be drawing house plans, but how can you serve the Lord in that, you know? That's right. So I think that's really a great and healthy and just grounded perspective. And it really is so freeing, not only for us as parents, but for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Who now,
1: you know, with the mental health crisis of kids right now, with all of the pressures yeah. and the anxieties and the things that are exacerbated by the social media messages and all just media messages in general, bring it back to, I mean, there's such peace around that and the peace that God wants for us as individuals and as families and ways mm-hmm. that we can just encourage one another along the way. So I, I think that's mm-hmm. so, so helpful. Yeah. It, it just, you know, helps me to d- breathe a deep sigh of relief. I've got yeah. one that I'm, I'm going to be launching out into the world here in just a couple of years in, into, you know next phase for him, whether that looks like career or college or, or anything like that. And so just to keep that mindset and that perspective of ultimately remember, son, we want to honor Jesus, in whatever we're doing. So what does That's he right. call you to do? And he is a very personal God who yes. walks each of our individual journeys with us and leads us along the way. So our time is never wasted when we're seeking relationship with him and allowing him to lead us. So that is so fantastic. i have I'm so grateful for all of these reminders, just so practical today. And as we're closing out our conversation, I want to lean back into the mundane because for me, that was a lesson that it took me years of stumbling and bumbling to learn through because quite frankly, I resented. The mundane, you know, I felt like the Lord had planted this seed and this desire of this great purpose, these big, you know, explosive, impactful things that I wanted to do. And so when I was kept in loving boundaries by the (laughs) Lord. In the mundane, in in those areas where I was really honestly learning to die to self in, in parenting, yep. those quiet and more isolated seasons of motherhood and, and that sort of a thing, um, you know, I was not satisfied. I was less than joyful. I certainly wasn't grateful for it. And so as we're closing out, I just want to give opportunity for you to speak to that, you know, mm-hmm. how can we navigate mundane seasons, or maybe they're just unpleasant seasons. Maybe you're just walking through hard right now, whatever that might mm-hmm. look like chronic illness or, um, you know, caregiving that is just very draining. There's a gamut of examples that we could, could give today. Um, they might be carrying that dream or a goal in their hearts, but right now this is where God has them. So true mm-hmm. to today's know, our show title, how can they love where they are? How can they yeah. find contentment? And as you talk about in the book, deep satisfaction.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it starts with remembering that it's a lie that will ever escape the mundane. (laughs) I mean, even the overseas missionary still has to wash their laundry and go to the grocery store and make meals. You know, like there's every cool and noble and interesting, unique, extraordinary thing you could imagine yourself doing, it also will have paired with it very law, ordinary average tasks that you'll yes. still have to do. So it, there's no like, when I get to this next season, it's like, this is stuck with me for forever. Um, yes. So what do I do with this? Yeah. And then secondly, um, the, the phrase from Hebrews 12, uh, one and two, these, those couple of verses has really helped me. It talks about um, that we are to run the race that is set before us with our eyes fixed on Christ, throwing aside the sins and weights that hinder us, right? Um But we're running the race set before us, not the race we want to run, not the race we handpick to run, uh, the race set before us. And that means when I wake up every morning, God has set a race before me. You know, uh, Psalm 139, David will say it this way, that before I was even born, all the days of my life were written in a book. That means when I wake up and my kid is throwing up, and that's really inconvenient because I have stuff to do today, and now I know they're home from school. I've got a, a day of laundry and sheet changes and showers and baths and going to the doctor. That's a day that was written in the book before one came to be. And this is the new race God gave me to run today. And I think it gives me permission to say this isn't my favorite race. This is not uh, – these aren't my favorite verbs. I would prefer to do other ones. But yes. God set them before me, and he is the per- my purpose. He is why I live. And if I can receive it from him, live it for him – and then do it with him um, and use my imagination to remember he is with me in this moment. I have been yeah. standing in my backyard. I mean, the good thing this is a parenting podcast because we've probably all been here. I've been in my backyard with sheets that have gross vomit on them with a hose, yep. just hosing it out in the yard. And I will just in that moment, it has helped me so much go, God, you see this. Yeah. You see me. You set this before me. Please help me to serve this sweet baby that you put in front of me. And there's a thousand other things I wanted to do today that are, it's, I feel the burn of them dying. I feel it. But you said everything that dies bears much fruit. When a seed falls to the ground and dies, it's gonna bear fruit. This death is gonna bear fruit. And I will just imagine him standing with me as I do that. And it infuses every task, even the ones I don't like, with so much meaning and purpose when I can remember it's from him He's with me in it, and I do it for him. Um, That's liberated me so much. I'm always going to have mundane, and sometimes it comes out of nowhere when the tire is flat or whatever, but I have to use my mind to pull it back to, Lord, this is from you, through you, and to you. Help me to keep that in mind, and help me to delete the social media app today if that's what's distracting me, the weight hindering me from running this race well. I need to run it well, and you see it, and let yes. me let that be enough. Oh, that's fantastic!
1: I I love every bit of that. I'm, I'm just I'm amening over here over and <laughs> over again as you're saying that because it is it nothing I feel like is as sanctifying as parenthood because you mm-hmm. do it is the ultimate test of dying to self over and over again, mm-hmm. and yes, there are constant interruptions and and rightfully so. Because how else would God pull us back and redirect us to to maintain that focus? And so I love that you talk about that just being Mm -hmm. a choice in the moment. It's a a perfect example of taking our thoughts captive. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can go one of two directions and we have a choice to make. And it doesn't matter if we're, you know, exhausted because the kid's been throwing up all night or if it's our time of the month or if, you know, whatever it is excuses are out the window, we still have a choice to make at the end of the day. That's and right. God gives us that freedom of choice and which is an act of love. And mm-hmm. we, we get to choose that joy, choose that contentment, and then just enjoy the sweetness of it. Mm-hmm. When, when we do make that choice in that way, as you're describing it, I mean, I'm just, I'm smiling so much as you're just describing that whole scenario because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And yet, is such sweetness and such peace to be had when we make that decision just to lean into him and to lean into Mm -hmm. those interruptions and and what our true purpose is and so kelly i have enjoyed this conversation Mm -hmm. so much you are such a delight i want to make sure that our listeners can continue to connect with support you and get a copy of purpose bold why chasing your dreams finding your calling and reaching for greatness will never be enough how Mm -hmm. can they do that
2: Mm -hmm. well if you're interested in the book. Can just go to purposefooled.com and there'll be information there. And you can also uh, see some more of just the things going on in my world by going to jimmyandkelly.com. My husband's name is Jimmy. We host a podcast together. So um, there's all sorts of other resources and things there. But most of my time I'm doing what everybody else is doing, trying to make a meal and mediate a fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> and no God along the way. But um, yeah, you could go to either of those places to find out more of the other small percentage of my life. <laughs> I love it.
1: Perfect. Well, listeners, you know, I'll have all of those links in today's show notes so that you can get a copy and continue to be blessed by Kelly and her story. And I am grateful for your ministry and everything that God has you doing, and especially for your time today. It's just been such a pleasure getting to know you and hear your heart. And um,
0: I, I hope that we can have more conversations to come for sure.
2: I would love that. Thanks so much, Summer.
0: The Love Where You Are podcast is hosted by Summer Colbert and is a part of the Christian Parenting Network. Be sure to connect with Summer and our guest by clicking the links in today's show notes, where there's also a free downloadable resource for you. Now go love where you are and live life on mission for the gospel today.